This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, it is the Gordon Damer Show. Yes, it is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. The number, of course, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. Big week two in the NFL already underway. Giants back on Thursday. Jets tomorrow right here on 98.7 FM. It's the home opener as they get set to face off against the Patriots. Our coverage at 11 o'clock. But you know if it's the Gordon Damer Show and it's a Saturday on the Gordon Damer Show, that means one thing. Every other radio show, every other blog comes up with their NFL power rankings. We on this show do things a little different. Sometimes do the direct opposite of everybody else. So everyone else has power rankings. We have the polar opposite of power rankings. And that, of course, that acronym is the poop rankings. So without further ado, it is time for poop rankings week two. And we begin at number five. We do it the proper way. Counting them down like Casey Kasem back in the day. And I tried to find a way to get this team off the list. This team not only was on the list every week last year, this team not only was heavily featured every week last year, this team really is the inspiration for the polar opposite of the power rankings. This team's performance last year, right around this time, was so bad, we figured we had to highlight it in some way. And that team, of course, is the New York Jets. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not, Chris Canty. The Jets come in at number five. Now, last year they were so bad they took up all five spots at the end of the season. That's how bad the Jets were. This year, there does seem to be some hope. At least maybe it's the recency bias of the second half, but that first half, I was joking that the first half, Adam Gase was going to have to figure things out at halftime because it looked a lot like an Adam Gase-led team in the first half, especially for Zach Wilson, who was running for his life. He was using those wheels and sometimes didn't even have time to make the wheels. I mean, he was he was running because that offensive line was absolutely brutal. And I think I'm not the only one suffering from the recency bias because if you ever needed to know just how beaten down Jet fans are, just look to the reaction of one decent half of football from their rookie quarterback and – you would think, oh, my God, we're ready to put him into Kent. He's making jaw-dropping throws. He's the real deal. I know it for sure. In the first half, Zach, of last week, of the last game he played, in the first half, he was 6 for 16 for 84 yards in the entire first half. He had an interception and no touchdowns. Now, the offensive line, he was not the main problem. The main problem was the offensive line. No quarterback could have been successful behind that offensive line. So I'm not blaming Zach Wilson. But boy, oh boy, it's almost like the first half didn't happen. Because the second half, he goes out there, throws a couple of touchdown passes, far more efficient in the fact that he was efficient, far more productive in the fact that he was productive. But boy, oh boy, Jet fans, all they're, re- they're ready to love again. They've gotten out of the pass relationship. They thought they'd never love again after the Sam. Oh boy, they're they're back on the groove, man. They're back on the on the apps, and they're swiping right when it comes to Zach Wilson, baby. They're they're full blown love. But despite that, the Jets did lose. Despite that, I don't know how many games they are going to win this year. So for that fact alone, the New York Jets are 
number five on the poop list. I don't like it. I'm sorry, Michael. We're not here to make friends. We're here to tell the truth. That's what I do on this show, if nothing else. Not to win friends and influence people. Clearly, I have like 5,000 Twitter followers. I'm not influencing anybody. Number four on the poop list, a new entry into the poop list rankings. This team did not make it the first week, but week two, there they are at number four. They are the only 0-2 team in the NFL. They are the New York Giants. Stop it. When it comes to famous, if I said to you, name me a famous Owen. Owen Wilson comes to mind. Maybe Jesse Owens, Terrell Owens. At this point, the most famous Owen is the Owen 2 Giants. They're Owen 2 every year. Fifth straight year. Eight of nine years they start out Owen 2. And generally, after Owen 2, it's not like it all of a sudden turns around. It's a, it's a good indicator. Some teams, it's not a good indicator. The Giants, it's an excellent indicator. They stink. And you know what the scary thing is? Quarterback's been okay. I mean, he had the huge fumble week one, and it kind of, you know, decided the game at that point because your defense, the main problem, couldn't get off the field. But the quarterback on Thursday night was good. That's about the best you can hope for. And the offensive line, this is not going to sound like a compliment, but it is. The offensive line has not been putrid. It's not been as bad as we thought coming into the year, and yet you are still 0-2. And that's primarily because the Giants' defense stinks. It, it's terrible. They just they just can't. They have given up 57 points in two weeks, and they have have they played a playoff team this year? Would you be willing to sink money to the Broncos or Washington or a playoff team? Maybe, but maybe not. You know who's also not going to be a playoff team? <laughs> I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. Yes, that would be the New York Giants. And, you know, last year their defense was very solid. But, you know, great defenses, they get sacks, they get turnovers, and the Giants have not done that consistently enough this uh, first two weeks. And, you know, look, the Giants' defense is terrible. The offense is mediocre. The special teams killed them on Thursday. They've got tons of penalties. You know what that adds up to? That adds up to being a bad team. And I don't think it's over for them. Can they still turn around their season? Yeah, they could still. You really can't play your way out of the NFC East this year, I don't think. I think it's going to be better than it was last year. God, let's hope so for our own, for everyone's sake. But they're, they're, they're kind of in, in trouble here because they're not a very good team. They're not, and the, the stats, the numbers, the facts. Oh, my goodness, they're starting to add up. Daniel Jones has never beaten a team over 500. This is year three. He's never beaten a team over 500. Last year, Kansas City, the Chiefs won 14 games. Dave Gettleman's won 15 since he got here. They're now 5-27 and 27 in the months of September and October since they last made the playoffs. The Giants may be a new entry, but I get the feeling they might be staying a while. They are number four on the poop list. You're high right now, right? You have to be. I wish I was. It's Saturday. I wish it was. I wish I was. Um, you need to be watching these giant games. We know we do those Tullamore Dew reads about, you know, you're watching the game, take a Tullamore Dew. The, the Giants should be smart. You, you need something to get through those giant games. Something somewhat productive, make you feel good for a little while. 
Number three on the poop list, another new entry. A lot of turnover early in the year. It's hard to identify sometimes who the teams are that really stink. And with a small sample size, some teams can, can jump up and, and, uh, and get their names mentioned with uh, the worst of them. And we come to number three. I thought about the Giants here, but I'm actually going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh-oh. Well, yeah, there's a lot of uh-ohs for the Falcons. Single worst performance uh, of week one. They scored six points, even though they were losing the whole game. And if you think that the Falcons have any strength at all, you would think, all right, maybe they're not going to be bad offensively, right? Matt Ryan, maybe he can kind of turn back the clock a little bit. They have Calvin Ridley. They get the tight end Kyle Pitts in the draft. The good news is that all reasonable Falcon fans had to have quit watching this team after that Super Bowl loss they had a few years ago. I mean, that was the right call. You lose a game like that in the Super Bowl, you should never watch that team again. You'll never get it back. You'll never recover from that. The Falcons have not recovered from that. And on Sunday, yikes, they crossed midfield twice. They won four games last year. They brought in 25 new players. And they still stink. They still stink. And they go from the worst offensive performance in week one to facing maybe the best team in week two in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that 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 adds up to some pretty ugly stuff. I, now that I'm thinking about it, I probably should have put the Giants three, but we'll keep the Giants four for now. And the Atlanta Falcons are number three on the poop list. I want to kill them. I want to strangle them Let's- dead with my bare hands. Number two. Well, look, I mean, we're really getting down to the nitty-gritty. And and it was interesting for, for me, not so much for football fans, not so much for fans of the team. And if you gambled on this, if you bet this game last week, 1-800-GAMBLER should have called you because you clearly have a problem. The Houston Texans. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Houston Texans came into the year. I said, I don't think they'll win a game. There's a very good chance this is the worst team we've ever seen. They are really, I mean, they don't have a lot of talent. Their coach, I, I don't think, would he have ever gotten another head coaching job? I mean, he's never been a coordinator. He's never been a play caller. And that's the guy the Houston Texans are, are calling on to, to, to guide the ship. A guy who hasn't ever gone sailing. So I don't know that that was, you know, David Culley, I think he's got his hands full, but against all odds, like Phil Collins belting it out in the mid-80s, whatever that was, against all odds, Houston is not the worst team in the NFL for at least a week. For at least one week, the Houston Texans have moved off the spot that they are, are, are probably going to wind up the year with. And it almost reminds me a little bit of last year. Now, we didn't do poop rankings in week one. I only came up with the idea of watching a couple of Adam Gase games. It was so bad, it inspired me to to come up with this. Uh, But last year, remember, the Jaguars went into the year being like, oh, they're going to be terrible. And then they won week one against the Colts. And everybody's like, well, you know what? Maybe the Jaguars, maybe they're not going to be that bad. No, they were absolutely that bad. They lost 15 straight. But the Texans are still a disaster. Oldest team in the NFL. They had as many interceptions in week one as they had all of last season. They had three interceptions last year. They had three in week one. And here is their schedule. Next six weeks. Ready? Browns, Panthers, Bills, Patriots, Cardinals. 
I don't think that the Texans will ever get lower than number two on the poop rankings. They are going to be a disaster. Congratulations to them. Hopefully their fans can can bask in the fact for at least one week. We're not the worst in the NFL. So congratulations to the Houston Texans. But that, of course, uh, Texans at number two. I'm dead inside. Aren't we all? I mean, really, aren't we all at this point, Rick? Especially the Giant fans. Number one. Clearly, that only leaves one. And it is, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Don't make me like what you like. Well, nobody likes the Jaguars, Michael. They came into the day. They came into the season having lost 15 in a row. And last week has to be the absolute bottom. At least so far, there's always low. Whenever you think it can't get any worse, it always can get worse. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are taking up residency in the worst. They were not competitive against the Texans. Do you know how bad you have to be to not be even? They were down two touchdowns in the first 15 minutes. That's hard to do. They are that bad. Wow. That was shocking how bad the Jaguars were. And we knew they were bad, but they were so much worse than the worst team. And you really do have to wonder if this is just going to be an epic fail for Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer lost 11 games total in his last eight years of coaching. He lost only 35 in his entire coaching career. He's never had a losing season. This is the first time he's ever had a losing record. And he has he has a couple of things that are he is known for, right? Winning football games, winning college championships, and also being known for when the tough gets going, he also gets going. Like he doesn't stick around for very long when the when the going gets tough. And in the NFL, a lot of times it's here today, gone today. I, I kind of almost hope for Trevor Lawrence's sake that this is a sign that he is going to be a one and done when it comes to the NFL because every story you hear coming out of Jacksonville and rightfully so I mean it just looks like you don't even have to be close to this I love all the NFL like people that are like inside I don't hear anything good coming out of Jack what good would you hear coming out of Jackson they just lost by a boatload to the Houston Texans where they weren't even competitive So there's already been talk about him heading to USC and, oh, no, I'm not going anywhere. I I feel like he is now going to be constantly checking in with his family to see if he needs any (laughs) to spend any more time with him. Hey, son, do you need me to spend? Dad, go to work. We're, We're fine. We don't. I think I need to spend more time with you guys. I will go out on a limb right now and say Urban Meyer and I don't know, maybe this isn't that much of a limb. Urban Meyer as the Jacksonville Jaguars coach, I've seen enough. It has 0% chance of winning. A 0% chance of success. Zero. And the sooner they move on from, they should let him go to USC. They should let him go. Whenever a college job comes along that he wants to go, they should grab that opportunity. Because with him there, they have a 0% chance of success. To think about how bad you have to be in one week for me to be able to say that, it's impressive. Also as impressive as the number one team on the polar opposite of power rankings, the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is going nowhere. 
All right, that is going to do it for week two of the poop rankings. Oh, my goodness, so many terrible performances and so little time. Coming up, we'll get back to your phone calls. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Everything from week two coming up. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.